0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I'm my Oreo. Okay,
1: good. Um, brother did. Brother, that's what I thought too.
0: I mean, that seems like kind of obvious. Talk about Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I like still murder. murder. Ready? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <citedepherds> we are so fucking ready.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Hey, two minutes to Wednesday. Welcome Yay. to Wednesday. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Yay. Wednesday. Yay. <ml> sk-
1: it's Wednesday, my dudes.
0: It's <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> That's all. That's that was it. That's the Wednesday song.
1: The Wednesday song.
0: <laughs> it's Wednesday.
1: Hump day. <laughs>
0: it's hump day. <laughs>
1: Guess what day it is? Mike, 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 Mike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that reference.
1: Oh no.
0: Oh no. It's a commercial. Okay, don't hit the table, though.
1: <laughs> it's a commercial.
0: Oh, uh, for what? Mike and Ike's?
1: No, for Geico.
0: Geico has really stupid commercials. Cause you I'll, don't know. There's a lot of them. I'm Mario I know, but That's by the way. like
1: classic.
0: That's Chloe, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm Chloe. Who are you?
1: I'm Chloe. Oh,
0: you're Chloe. Okay, I'm Mario.
1: And this is Mystery Murdery Thingy,
0: where we talk about mysteries and
1: murderies and
0: Geico commercials and thingies. Oh, that's, and yes, thingies as well.
1: In In all seriousness, though. I'm really surprised that you didn't know you. You.
0: Am I supposed to have memorized every single Geico commercial?
1: Well, it's like really, really popular. And it's not even just because okay, we're like. What,
0: which one is it?
1: We're like different ages. It's just like.
0: No, but tell me it again. Maybe I do know. There's
1: not. like a camel walking around the office. A camel? Yeah, a camel.
0: I've never seen and that. And he's like
1: asking everybody what day it is. He's like, guess what day oh. it is. <laughs> it's hump day. And he yeah. goes, hump day!
0: Now it kind of makes sense, because it's a camel. It's a I, camel! I didn't know it was a camel. So the hump thing, you know what I mean? It makes more sense
1: Mike, now. Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what day it is. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday!
0: <laughs> Wednesday! Hump day! Yep.
1: Okay, well, that's something else I'll have. I should make, like, a playlist of, like, stuff chloe needs to show mario because he doesn't get it
0: yeah that's good um because i don't get a lot of things one of them's that geico commercial also lots of meme culture but
1: i also don't get spongebob
0: references i think what i'm doing this week is like one of those things that that i get that you don't get right because like when we were talking about doing like science mysteries i started just like spouting off for like fucking 20 minutes and then at the end of it you were like what (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like oh wait (laughs) maybe it's not a great idea but i'm doing it anyway because fuck it i love science
1: i'm excited
0: science science and there's so many like awesome science mysteries
1: bill 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 bill
0: Bill Nye, the science guy. I fucking love Bill Nye.
1: Everybody loves Bill Nye. He
0: is the CEO, I believe, of the Planetary Society. That's, like, his main gig right now. Other than, like, doing a new Netflix show and, like, lobbying to Congress and, like, having debates with fucking idiots (laughs) and, like, telling them about how, like, evolution is real. Because if you don't think evolution is real, I'm sorry. You're kind of an idiot. (laughs) I just
1: think it's, like, interesting that, like, we're... I don't know if it's always been like this, but... Never have I ever had to, like, explain to someone that, like, science is real.
0: Science is real.
1: That, like, you can't argue against science. Like, it's...
0: Well, here's the thing.
1: science. Like, I don't...
0: Like, I think a lot of people kind of misapprehend what science is. So, like, okay, to me, this is, like, what science is, right? Okay, I see something, and then I ask you, do you see that? And then I tell you about it, and you tell me about it. And then if we say the same thing, we know it's real. That's science. Like, you do an observation, you test it against, you know, data, and then you, like, revise your whatever. Hypothesis. Hypothesis. Hypothesis.
1: I know words.
0: That's a word. The scientific uh, method. Right. That. The, Introduction. Exactly. What is the scientific method, Chloe? I
1: don't remember. Ask I, me in seventh grade, okay?
0: Right. I think it's... Introduction. It, it, isn't it, like, experiment... You know, or hy- hypothesis, hypothesis, experiment, experiment conclusion, conclusion, revision, hypothesis, experiment. It's yeah. like a cycle, right? But it's basically what I was just talking about, right? Like, you think something is the case, and then you test it, and then you, like, see whether or not it is. And I fucking love that. Because it's way better than going through life just being like, Mm, I think so. It's like a way to, like, really find out what's real.
1: I feel like one time we were talking about how, like, there was, like, a point in time where people were just, like, hmm i wonder what happens if i do this and right. they can just do it
0: exactly i
1: mean that's still happening today obviously but like you know
0: but when like the first like prometheus you know yeah like when some guy was like hey i see lightning make fire maybe i make fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> how i do that
1: <laughs> just like that
0: it was just like that and apparently it might also have been uh neanderthal's they found, like, tools and or, like, whatever remains that, like, indicated they might have had fire, too. Because apparently Neanderthals were not, like, really stupid or anything. They were just, like, a different subspecies. And we, like, intermingled with them all ton. And by ton I mean because they fucked a lot.
1: I <laughs> know, I was going to say.
0: And, and uh, Neanderthals. Like, especially, like, Northern European people. It's, like, a good bit of their DNA is, like, from Neanderthals. Which I think is pretty interesting. Anyway, So... So,
1: okay. Science mysteries.
0: That's what I'm doing this week. Science mysteries. Um, And, you know, as we're, like, bullshitting here about science and everything, just as a little, like, primer, um, I wanted to do... Primer? A primer. Okay.
1: You mean a primer?
0: Uh, I believe one can say either, and also one could say either, as (sighs) also one... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm like maximum Professor Mario right now because I'm doing science mysteries. <laughs> so I'm gonna be real fucking professor, annoying.
1: Professor Mario.
0: Mario, the know-it-all professor with his broken glasses. Now
1: you have no. You have to push it with your with your one finger.
0: Mm, yes, well I believe mm, wasn't it uh, Shakespeare who once said.
1: Wouldst That's thou it. have that, which thou esteemst the ornament of life, <laughs> and live a coward in thine own esteem, letting I dare not wait upon, I would, like a poor cat of the adage, pretty beef.
0: Uh, Gramercy. We, uh, we just went to the rain fair this weekend, so I'm going to say Gramercy like 18 times. Um, go to Bristol Renfair, By the way, if you've never been there, it's fucking amazing. Come
1: say hi to me. I'll be there. Chloe I, I works there. there. I live there.
0: Uh, they don't pay her any. That's money. what you're supposed
1: to say. On stage. Oh, she
0: lives there. Yes. If
1: people, if someone's like, who do you work? You say, you say, I live here. Yeah. And I you say, here.
0: and how do you say it when you say it to them?
1: I'm not gonna. Say it.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we okay. That's fine. Okay. So um, the first one I'm gonna do, and we'll, we're probably gonna bullshit like a good bit during this. By the way um yeah so yeah
1: what else is new
0: i know right so the first We've one like I'm...
1: stopped editing videos we like don't or not videos podcasts we like don't edit these
0: yeah it's pretty much a raw podcast at this point yeah <laughs> so i th- i'm excited for that though i think it, it forces are there the... other
1: podcasts that do that yeah
0: i think so they just like record live i don't know if not they fucking should because it's a lot less work,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know right.
0: We don't mix our audio, we don't edit, we just fucking do it. well,
1: I think it just means that like people at home are like turning their volume down and then up and then down and then up, like when I laugh, they turn the volume down, and then when someone starts talking at a regular voice, they have to turn the volume up.
0: We're figuring it out in terms of the audio, so um. Also, we're a lo-fi podcast. Okay, the first one okay. I'm doing also, we're lo-fi podcast. Okay. Um, is called The Great Attractor. So this is my first science I told science you about mystery. this one. Uh, well, I had heard about it before, but um, you did... I m- made it up. You, I, I believe it's I invented it. Chloe, who discovered, I discovered it. The Great Attractor. Yes. So <laughs> what it basically is, is a gravitational well that's located at the center of our local galaxy supercluster which is called Laniakea, which I think is pretty cool. Laniakea! Laniakea. And it's apparently, like, a Hawaiian word, I think, because there were, like, these professors at the University of Hawaii who, like, discovered it. Not Chloe. Um, Sorry. So it is thousands of times more massive than the Milky Way. So, like, think about how big, like, the Earth is, and then, like, okay, that's super tiny as compared to the sun, and then the sun's, like, fucking nothing compared to the galaxy, And then this time's like thousands... This thing's like thousands of times more massive than that. So, yeah. It's real fucking big. So, it actually exerts a gravitational control over like hundreds of millions of light years.
1: Okay, so it's not a black hole.
0: No one knows what the fuck it is. There are different theories. Different hypotheses, rather. But... No one knows for sure what it is. Um, but what we do know is that it makes galaxies... Okay, so there's this thing called red shifting. Okay, so, like, I never took astronomy, right? But I love astronomy. So it's not that hard of a concept, right? So redshifting is, like, okay, something's moving away from you, right? Okay. Like, say, you know, I shot, like, um, a high-powered rifle... And you shot, like, a BB gun, right? Okay. So, like, the, the bullet from the high-powered rifle would be going away from us way faster than, than the, the BB, BB gun, gun yeah. right? So that means the BB gun would be red-shifted as compared to the bullet, right? It's going slower. Red-shifting just means it's going slower than the other thing. Okay. And why that's important for, like, knowing what the great attractor is, is that, like, all these galaxies are moving away from each other, but they're not moving away at the same speed. Some of them are, like, the high-powered rifle bullet. Some of them are, like, the BB gun. And because of that, you can make, like, a map of where things are, like, going. And to make another analogy, because I'm going to make, like, a shit ton of analogies during the, this whole thing, um, you can think of this like a bunch of, like, you know, string that's, like, tied together at different points, and then you, you like, pull from the outside, Right. There's going to be a certain place or certain places that are a lot more dense than other places, right? Because strings are different uh, lengths and some of them have more tension than others. So it's going to create kind of these knots, right? In certain places. The Great Attractor is like one of those knots. It's like a huge knot in like the fabric of space-time. Yeah. What? Exactly. So like... If you think of space and time as like a fabric, right? Like the blanket on your bed. And then you like sort of made little rips and stuff in your bed. And then you pulled it apart from the edges. It would create like areas where they're more dense than other areas, right? That's kind of like what we're talking about here. I think. So
1: what does it do?
0: It pulls other shit towards it.
1: So it's not a black. It sounds like a black hole.
0: But again, no one knows exactly what it is. <laughs> so it could very well be a supermassive black hole. It could very well be, um, you know, a, a super cluster. I mean, it, it's like a
1: clusterfuck.
0: A clusterfuck of fuck ton size galaxies. That didn't make any sense.
1: Wait, so it could? It's like a. It's like
0: a. It's an area. <laughs> Of intensely dense gravity.
1: Okay.
0: So, okay, so it's, it's not that no one knows what it is. It's just, like, that it, no one can exactly see it. Because it's also, like, behind the Milky Way.
1: And we can only, like, sense it, right?
0: Right, we can only sense it like, by its gravity. Like, detect
1: that something's there.
0: Right. Okay. Because things are moving towards it. Like, the things that are moving away from everything else and away from us are moving towards it, like, generally. So we know that it's like there because it's like pulling shit towards it. I get it. It's like the siren song of the skies. It just pulls everything towards it. The
1: siren songs of the skies?
0: I just made that up. Don't you mean sea? What... it's the sirens space. are in it's the, the space sea. yes but I'm talking about space right now but
1: you were also talking about <laughs> Look, sirens
0: I've mixed about 18 metaphors at this point I think I can mix one more okay so <laughs> okay so <laughs> it, it it's it's like probably like these um you know big super clusters of, of like different galaxies right because it's just like a big but anyway getting past what it what it is let's talk about where it is okay so, the location of it was discovered in 1986, good year. And we discovered that it was about 100, me and Chloe, we discovered that yep. it was about when I was born, the year yep. I was born, nine years before or. Why rep- do you
1: always do a story that has to do with the year that you were born?
0: It just happens to work out that way, probably Are you due sure to about numerology. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it, it's, uh, I'm probably unconsciously selecting for it. So, anyway, the Great Attractor is located about 150 to 250 million light years away real fucking far I have
1: away. no concept of that at right. all. Right.
0: So it's like, you know, a real long far distance away. So that's awesome. If and we
1: would were, if were to travel there in a car, how long would it take? <laughs>
0: it would take about um, way longer than the universe has been around.
1: Wait, seriously?
0: Uh yeah, like what the fuck? by many orders of magnitude. <laughs> Yeah, because cars are real slow compared to, like, (laughs) how far you between anything in the fucking space. Okay, (laughs) anyway, it's also in the direction of the Southern Triangle and the Carpenter Square constellations. So that's where it, like, actually is in the sky. But it's, like, located in this area called the Zone of Avoidance because it's behind the center of the galaxy, right? So we're in one of the spiral arms of the galaxy, Right
1: okay that's just like a
0: generally known fact right like I think most people like know that kind of if they I know didn't. anything about astronomy sorry didn't mean to call you out there um, We probably lots of other people too and I'm sure 99% of the people who will ever listen to this because I'm a big fucking nerd that's the only <laughs> reason I know um, and I've watched uh, The Meaning of Life uh, by Monty Python because there's a whole fucking song about all this shit um, uh, which is great. Look it up on YouTube. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, in the direction of that. So it's, like, hidden behind the center of the galaxy, which is, like, super dense. So it's, like, hard to see back there. Because that's where all the stars are that are close to us. If that makes sense. Does that make any sense? No. So, okay, say...
1: Wait, it's, I. Uh... We can't see back there because there's stars? That doesn't make any sense.
0: It's washing it all out. So it's like if I took a picture
1: in in
0: front of like a bright light, I wouldn't be able to take a picture of anything behind that bright light, right? I would just see the bright light.
1: I understand.
0: Exactly. That's like literally what it is. Um, And the Great Attractor, part of the explanation for it is also this like mysterious thing called dark flow, And dark, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, It's like the universe pooping, Uh, because I know you're going to be talking about poop later. Uh, So just teasing that. Um, Stay for the end. So
1: stay for the end. Yeah.
0: So the dark flow is um, a weird sort of like extra factor that astrophysicists have to put in to explain like this subtle flow towards a common point, like really, really far away from us, and no one knows exactly why. But it may indicate, like, a sister universe or other dimensions, which we'll talk about later. And also, it may not actually exist. Because, you know, this shit's kind of theoretical, if not hypothetical, at some level. You know, some of this stuff. That's why it's a mystery. So, also, the next one that we're going to talk about, Good Transition Mario is yeah <laughs> segue 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 uh is dark matter and dark energy and i think this is like okay m- i'm excited maybe the most mysterious like science mystery that i know about so okay um dark matter it's dark right air quotes because it doesn't interact with light so again in that same way like You know, you can't see anything behind the the center of the galaxy, right? You can't see dark matter. When we point our, uh, you know, telescopes towards the area where we think it should be, you you don't see anything. But we do know that it's there, like, 100%. And that's because we can see its gravitational effects.
1: Just like the Great Attractor.
0: Right, just like the Great Attractor. So, all the same concepts apply here, right? Um... But we do know, because we've, like, detected so much of it, right, because of, of how we can see its gravitational effects, that it has to make up about 80% of the matter in the universe. What? Yeah, and that's one of the weirdest things about it. And we don't... We don't know what, like, the most of the matter in the universe is. Right? Like, That's okay,
1: kind of scary. Right?
0: It's kind of weird. Like, it, to me, what it says is that we fundamentally don't understand something or many things about how the universe actually is. About how reality actually is. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things that, like, it makes you realize... <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, it makes you realize that, like, yes, we live in the future in a sense, Right. And yes, like, science has progressed so much, but we still have, like, so much further to go, right? Yeah. And, like, I get fucking excited about that because I just, like, love science. And, like, that's the whole point, <laughs> that you, like, keep finding out shit. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, my analogy for this one, right, is that it's kind of like if you had, like, an invisible bowling ball or, or maybe several balls on a trampoline, so, you know, say that you had, like, a perfectly okay. clear bowling ball. So much so that you, like, literally couldn't see it. And then you put okay, it on so a trampoline. so it's, like,
1: invisible?
0: Yeah, invisible. But it's clear? What, whatever. You can't see it. And it's sitting on the trampoline. How would you know that it's there?
1: You Oh, because it's... The trampoline is, like, bending.
0: It's, yeah, exactly. It's depressing. It's the same exact thing. Oh! Again, think of space-time as a fabric. Like... If you think of space-time as a fabric, like, these gravitational things make, like, just intuitive sense. And where we specifically found this was uh, in, in, in the spin of galaxies. So galaxies have, like, a natural rotation, right? And the rate at which they spin, um, if only the matter were visible that we can see, they would fly apart. There wouldn't be enough matter there to hold them together. It's like, you know, if if you put, like, that bowling ball down, right? And then you you had, like, you know, some things, like, spinning around it. They wouldn't be able to, like, get away because, like, that dip in the trampoline is too steep. But if you just had, like, a golf ball and then you, like, spun some stuff around it, it would just fly away off to the edges of the trampoline because the depression's not big enough to keep it there. Like does that make sense? Uh
1: yes.
0: <laughs> just just like think about it in your head. Like if you put a bowling ball down onto a trampoline
1: I understand the bowling ball part. I don't okay. understand the
0: So the gal- things
1: flying around it. The part. things
0: flying around it, that's the galaxy. Like the edges of the galaxies, we would see them like flying apart if the amount of matter that were there were all that were there. It's, like, if that's the golf ball, right, is, like, the amount of, like, visible matter we can see in a galaxy. But um, because of the way that it's rotating, we know that it has to be more than that because things aren't flying away towards the edge of the trampoline. Okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. Right?
0: So we know that there must actually be an invisible bowling ball that we can't see that's, like, keeping that shit together, that's it's holding it down. That's weird. For reality. Okay. You know, it's like keeping it together. Okay,
1: moving on. Thank
0: you, dark matter, for making sure we don't fly the fuck apart. We can also see it in what's called gravitational lensing, which I won't really get into because it gets kind of complicated. But suffice it to say that it's like a bend in space time. As well,
1: a bend in the space-time continuum,
0: oh my God, there's a bend in the space time continuum. How will we ever repair it? um and the way that it bends it wouldn't be doing that unless dark matter were there too. okay, now let's move on to dark energy, and even though dark matter and dark energy both have dark in the name, they are not the same thing, nor are they even really related, so it's just kind of like they get lumped together
1: enlighten me
0: oh. Uh, enlighten you that's a good pun there chloe oh, didn't even know <laughs> You didn't even know <laughs> i hate puns um dark energy is a weird force that's causing the universe to expand so if you ever okay, wondered i, if I know universe- about
1: that yes
0: right because you know you might have wondered okay is the universe is it like staying the same
1: no it's getting bigger
0: is it getting smaller
1: and it's moving apart right is
0: it getting bigger Chloe, do you know the answer?
1: It's like moving apart. Yes,
0: that's correct.
1: It's moving towards a black hole. You get an A, and you get an A. I've never gotten and, an A in a science class before, <laughs> ever.
0: And it just happened.
1: This is not a science class. This is a. This is. A mis-
0: sanctioned. This is a mystery podcast. Oh right, we are not actually a university. We're just a mystery podcast. Uh, I forgot. So yes, the. You sorry. Know, the galaxies in the universe...
1: I'm sorry.
0: I'm... Well, that's, you're totally fine. Okay. The galaxies in the universe are flying apart, and they're actually flying apart at an accelerating rate. So that's something we didn't know until pretty recently. Um, but things are actually expanding, and they're expanding faster and faster all the time. And dark energy is the explanation for that. So no one knows why this is happening. No one knows, like where this dark energy came from right but we do know that it's there because we've measured like how fast galaxies are flying away from each other like real fucking accurately and thank you scientists right right like let's let's all give a little clap for scientists thank you for finding shit out for us so that i can bullshit about it on a mystery podcast doing
1: the the good work
0: doing that good work you know, being the evangelist for the truth—I love it. Oh God! Yeah, that's right. It gets a little bit corny. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, one other thing about dark energy. Just one more thing about dark energy, um, if I may. If if I could just if 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 I could just say this one thing. <laughs> that's my limited Bernie Sanders. <laughs> The presence of dark energy might also um, indicate, right, the Big Bang, right? So this sort of starts to make sense if you think about the Big Bang. So scientists think, like, the universe started when, you know, a little tiny point blew up, right, and just started expanding. So this, like, dark energy could be, like, the remnant of that initial explosion. Like the moon. In a sense, yes, like the moon, uh, but that's kind piece, of a, a different story, right? And dark. And ener- why is
1: it a perfect sphere? Okay, let me you just know? let me just read. How come this? it isn't like ragged <laughs> and <laughs> shit?
0: Let me just finish this one little part.
1: <laughs> why isn't it made of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's the biggest science mystery, I
1: think.
0: <laughs> so the, the dark energy might also lead to what's called the Big Rip. The Big Rip. Okay. It it's just called the Big Rip. I don't know why it did that rolling hard thing
1: that was awful (laughs) that
0: was weird I'll admit it Um, the big rip so that's where like the universe expands so much that you it just like rips apart I guess I don't know too much about it nothing ever interacts ever again and everything just goes to complete zero I think it's kind of like if God had a rip in his pants and then it and then it ripped is that a good analogy no I didn't think so either
1: are we God's pants?
0: Um, is maybe, that the galaxy? Maybe we're near God's butthole. I don't know. It could be. <sighs>
1: That's so nasty. I mean... Moving on.
0: It's a mystery. Um, okay, we so... We could
1: do a whole religion mystery.
0: Okay, I'm going to briefly do one more, and then I'm going to get on to the dimensions. So, quantum entanglement. Oh, shit. Quantum entanglement is super fucking weird. So, what quantum entanglement is... is Quantum
1: entanglement.
0: Quantum entanglement. What I want to tell you about quantum entanglement is that particles have mutually determined properties even if they are at a large distance from one another.
1: What is a mutually determined property?
0: That's a wonderful question, Chloe. Thank you for asking. Do you know
1: the answer to it?
0: I do know the answer to it. Well, and why, that's don't you, why, I think why don't you say it? it? So if, for example, a certain particle has a certain what's called a spin, Right. So, just like a regular ball, you know, it can spin, like, mostly upwards or, like, mostly to the side, let's say, right? So, if I've got this one ball over here and it's spinning, like, mostly, like, up and down, and then I entangle it with, entangle it with another particle, and then I take this particle and I move it over, like, a thousand miles away, and I keep them both in a sealed box, and then I open up that box, one of those particles will be spinning upwards, and the other particle will be spinning sideways, Always, But you don't know which one until you look. And that's one of the weirdest things about it. Because in what? quantum physics... Okay, quantum physics is weird, and I'm not going to talk about it all that much, just a little bit.
1: Quantum physics is the idea that if I slam my hand on a table um, enough times, eventually it'll go through, right?
0: That is correct.
1: That's what I like to think about it.
0: And And no, that's true. Quantum physics... Okay, don't. Cause that, <laughs> yes, that's going to be really annoying. I do that on purpose. I know. <laughs> um, quantum <laughs> physics uh, basically tells you about how the smallest pieces of the universe work. And um, one of those ways that it works is that it's probabilistic. Nothing is ever determined one way or the other. It's always like a certain probability that something will happen or another thing will happen. Now, the probability can be extremely small. Yes. But that is... Not to say that there is not a certain probability at which your hand does, yes, go through the table or whatever. So that is completely the case. What it also tells that would be us... dope. <laughs> right? That's so cute. I'm a ghost. Um, so what it also tells us is that observations are only... Uh, or that, that properties are only determined when observations are made. Like we, we know that through... Like Schrodinger's like, cat. Ways. Exactly. Like Schrodinger's cat. This is the uncertainty principle. Um, but if that's true, then how could these two particles interact in this certain way? Because then information would have to travel instantly from one to the other, which would be faster than light travel, which is not supposed to be possible in, you know, regular space as we understand it, right? Because again, one of them is always spinning up and one of them is always spinning sideways. But in quantum physics... Before you look at it, they're spinning every which way they can at all times. And it's only determined which way they spin when you actually look at it, when you open the box. Why? For complicated reasons. That would take too long to go into. I don't really it, understand this point. one at all. This one, it, it, is, it is very hard to understand. I don't... To the point that one of the people who theorized that it exists, Albert Einstein... Thought that it was impossible and could not exist because it makes no fucking sense, but which he may have very well said at certain. I bet at he said time. that. <laughs> uh, it makes no fucking sense. Um,
1: was he German or something? He
0: was German, yes. Um, I knew he, that. He also thought that um, he or he said something like uh, God doesn't play dice or something like that. Oh. But this quantum entanglement thing was definitely verified experimentally it is a thing and we now use it to like synchronize like GPS clocks and shit like it's a real thing What? yeah like it's a totally normal everyday thing now it's just that we really don't understand how it works or why it's there but one idea is that it may indicate that there are more dimensions than we know about there More has to the be. Three. I
1: think that shit's so cool.
0: And that's my, gonna be my last science. Tell mystery. me
1: about it.
0: Tell me about it. Um, so, how many dimensions are there? That three is three billion. One of the biggest uh, mysteries in science uh normally we think of the three ordinary physical spatial dimensions maybe you think about time as a fourth dimension Ooh, time is a fourth dimension oh you're so smart Mm, yeah okay read a
1: wrinkle in time
0: right that's a great book or flatland flatland is an amazing book about theorizing or visualizing different dimensions of space
1: yeah but a wrinkle in time is exciting and not boring
0: i think flatland's exciting but I'm a nerd, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> nerd, nerd alert, nerd, nerd alert. alert.
0: So what these extra... Not extra, right? But what what these more than the three dimensions probably are, are like super small, intricately wrapped around each other dimensions. Because we don't see them, right? Like, when I look at this room, I see it's got like a, a height, and it's got like a length, and it's got like a width, Oh, that's so cool. It's like a room uh, in reality. Uh, nice. But I don't see like, oh, there's like another dimension coming out of like this way. And what would that even fucking mean? The
1: upside down?
0: Well, I, yeah, I don't see the upside down. I don't, it's not like uh, that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where you put the sunglasses on and you see the people who weren't there before. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like that.
1: <laughs> that
0: freaked me out the most of any episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was a very freaky show. Did you watch that show? No. Little after your time. Uh, Before your time. Little before your time.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) But uh, suffice it to say, it was uh, very freaky. Um, So with these... uh, uh, other dimensions actually probably are are like really small ones that are like wrapped around each other. Now, one thing you have to also understand is that when we're talking about like dimensionality, there's like certain ways in which like small dimensions can become big and big dimensions can can become small.
1: Are we a big or small dimension?
0: It depends on your perspective, right? But the like best kind of like theory of all of this, if you like really want to dig into this like whole other dimensions thing, because like it's super cool and like you think about like you know, Star Trek, like, going to the alternative universe, and, like, is there, like, yeah. a sister universe to ours where, like, instead of matter, it's antimatter, but it's, like, pretty much the same.
1: An alternative universe where Ellen DeGeneres and Neil Patrick Harris are king and queen of America.
0: That's the universe in which I would want to live. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pick real royalty, you yeah. know? I mean, is Ellen DeGeneres not... Ordained by God to be our savior. Who
1: knows? Who
0: knows? I mean, it could be.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. It
0: wasn't Yahweh Ben-Yahweh, so. Fuck
1: Yahweh Ben-Yahweh.
0: or black Jesus or whatever. Um, Or what? There's that guy down in Florida. He claims to be like the second coming of Jesus. There's
1: always somebody who claims to be the second coming of Jesus. No, I
0: know. But he was like a particularly interesting one. I forget his story. Anyway.
1: Bacon is the second coming of Jesus.
0: True. Um,
1: We should go to Denny's. I
0: ate bacon today. We should go to Denny's. I love Denny's. I
1: love Denny's.
0: Um, Denny's, if you're listening, please sponsor us.
1: Please sponsor us. Because
0: we will chill for you so hard because we truly love you. Um, and you're our favorite restaurant. Is and that you're sad? my
1: favorite Twitter page.
0: Ah, uh, that too. So, if you, yeah, if you really want to dig into this extra dimensions things, read about M-Theory. That's kind of like the best one. And according to M-Theory, there are 10 or 11 dimensions. I believe whether or not you count time as a dimension is the thing. And it's kind of a way to unite the three spatial dimensions that we see in the normal reality and that we experience with our brain minds with the fourth <laughs> dimension being, minds. of course, time. So bringing time into the dimensions sort of necessitates these extra wrapped up little dimensions that uh, create this like 11 dimensional space, which totally makes sense, right? No, no. That's like a totally normal concept that anyone could, you know, visualize in their fucking head. Uh right. Um, so yeah, don't, that's uh wait what? Oh shit. What are you doing? I don't know. Anyway, um any further questions, uh student Chloe? No. Good. Student uh, Chloe? That was weird. Where's your write up on here? That's what I'm looking
1: for. I, Sorry, like, don't this understand. This the transition part. Like why this is like so complicated for you?
0: This is this is the part where we're transitioning. Um.
1: Oh, by the <laughs> way, okay. So I did find a poop story. Oh right. But the headline was much more interesting than the story itself. Oh,
0: you should still do it, and we'll talk about that. Okay. So we're we're just kind of teasing the weird shit in the news right now. Um. We'll get to that. I
1: think it's funny that we keep having poo stories.
0: Um, This is
1: like our third or fourth. (laughs)
0: It's true. Yeah. Um, I guess people just like to write about poop because, you know, who wouldn't? Okay. okay. But now we're going to get to Chloe's story for the week.
1: Okay. So mine's really depressing. No, We have to, like, like, tone it down.
0: Okay. So this is is, uh, when it gets uh, a little bit real.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna talk about the Texas killing fields. Um, fun fact, Mario's from Texas. Um, True. people from Texas, they only like to talk about how they're from Texas and nothing else. True. Their personality is Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas.
0: Texas, my Texas.
1: Texas this, Texas that, Texas, Texas, Texas. Deep in
0: the heart of Texas. Hi, my name's
1: Chloe. Qu- I'm from Texas. <laughs>
0: Cool. <laughs> yes. Um, that is true. In particular, I'm from the Rio Grande Valley. No
1: one cares. Uh,
0: it's a super boring kidding. part of Texas. Uh, down, you know, in the in the south, the border region. It's actually been in the news a lot lately. Why? Well, because of the whole, like, family separation thing. Oh, I've been seeing a lot of byline Brownsville, your, byline McAllen.
1: Send your clothes to the border, everybody.
0: Uh, I guess. Um, well, there's
1: people, like, sitting around, and they right. can't move. Oh, yeah. And so they need clothes and stuff.
0: Also, send your money to the ACLU and uh, any other good organization that's, like, helping these people. Anyway. Anyway.
1: The Texas Killing Fields. Okay, so this is some crazy bullshit, rah uh, <laughs> Okay, Ruby. <we're being>
0: <laughs> hey, let's be super serious.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's a 25-acre stretch of land, which is situated a mile from I-45, Interstate 45. It borders the Calder oil fields, and this is in South Texas, Um, which makes me wonder if you've, like, ever been past there or anything.
0: I don't know. What town is it near?
1: Galveston?
0: I've been to Galveston a shit ton of times, because that's how you get to South Badger Island.
1: You've probably been around there then.
0: I've definitely been within at least, like, 50 miles of it, for sure. That's weird
1: anyway so basically here's what it is since the 1970s over 30 young women have been murdered or disappeared along the i-45 corridor in south texas um because of this it's dubbed the highway to hell and i know you were talking about like oh the mystery is that like um like why do people dump bodies there that's not the mystery okay um Mystery, I'm glad you
0: know more about your story than I do. The,
1: mi- <laughs> the mystery is that there's... It's cold cases. It's just a ton of cold cases. Mm-hmm. Um, it People dump bodies there because it's perfect. It's the perfect dumping ground for a serial killer. It's deserted. It's isolated. It's remote. Um, there evidence, ain't many
0: people around. Are- it's like away from the city. Set- Sorry, go on.
1: It... Um, <laughs> It's got the right conditions to uh, decompose bodies quickly: mm. animals, humidity, um, the heat, lots of dust, all that kind of stuff. Interesting. And that's a lot. And that's also why a lot of them are still cold cases. That makes sense. Because, I yeah. mean, it's in the middle of frickin' nowhere. Right. So there's no witnesses for right. almost anything. So, um. These things weren't really brought to attention until 1996, when Crystal Baker went missing. So basically, it started. It started in the 70s, and um, we know that because like investigators went back and compared notes. Lot. This is like surrounding lots of tiny, tiny towns, and during that time, police in different jurisdictions didn't communicate. They didn't compare notes. So they couldn't really see this like pattern developing until much later
0: which and, is a pattern in itself that we've seen many times yes <laughs> thankfully the police communicate now a lot better
1: yes so my main source was from a CBS article that basically like outlined the 48 hour episode that they did about it which it wouldn't let me watch for some reason but um
0: cuz they want your money
1: well but i i i could have watched i could have watched it I don't know why it wouldn't let me watch it. Anyway, okay. um, so Texas Monthly Reporter Skip Hollinsworth told CBS that, quote, it's kind of an environment that's sultry and sinister, easy to get to. You jump off of I-45, you drive down one of the dirt-rutted roads, you dump the body, and you're gone for good. All the dumping grounds around this country that there have been, this is about, for a serial killer, as good as a place as they come. End quote. So let's start with um Crystal Baker. So she disappeared March 5th, um, nineteen ninety-six from I thought this was kinda um funny cause it's from a she disappeared from a place called Texas City. Mm-hmm. Um you know where that is?
0: Yeah, it's uh just uh south uh what, southwest of Houston?
1: Yeah, a lot yeah, of Yeah, I've it. known
0: people there from there.
1: Yeah. So, she was 13 years old. She was um, uh, a beautiful girl, quite stunning. Um, She was also uh, uh, Norma Jean Baker, a.k.a. uh, Marilyn Monroe was her great aunt. Oh, really? So, Crystal Baker, Norma Jean Baker, great aunt. Hmm. So, um, on that day... uh, She got in a fight with her grandmother. And she's, you know, she's 13 going on 14. She's a teenager. She's rebellious. Um, She's acting out. So she gets in a fight with her grandmother. She storms off. And after that, she's never seen again. So the family calls the police. But um, like you'll find with a lot of these stories, it was the classic, oh, she's just a runaway. Um, You know, we'll we'll report it, but we're not really going to do anything about it type of stuff Mm -hmm. um but uh then the same the same day um this march 5th her body was found under a bridge um so her body was found the day the same day she went missing but she was listed as jane doe until two weeks later so there was also this like two week time slot that investigators lost Mm -hmm. too so she had been beaten sexually assaulted and strangled The case went cold until 2012 when um, DNA evidence uh, kicks into high gear. Technology becomes better and better. Um, Her dress was resubmitted for analysis, and they tested a semen stain and came up with a match of this asshole named Kevin Edison Smith. So um, he was taken to trial. Jury deliberated for only 30 minutes, and he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison uh, without parole. Um, and the only reason he wasn't given the death penalty is because they wanted to ask him if he knows anything else mm-hmm. about all of these other bodies that were that have been showing up um, since the 70s. Because,
0: of course, one immediately thinks, okay, is this like... A huge serial killer.
1: Yeah. They've come to the conclusion that it's not. Right. It's um, lots of different people. So let's talk about Laura Smither. Laura Smither was 12 years old. Um, She was homeschooled. She was a dancer, very hardworking. She went to dance class six days a week. She was last seen... Excuse me. She was last seen April 3rd, 1997 in Friendswood, Texas. So... Basically, um, one day before breakfast, she told her parents that she was going to go on a quick jog, quick 20-minute jog, but she never came back. Uh, 17 days later was when she was found. She was found um, near a pond, 12 miles from Friendswood. Um, She was nude, and uh, a lot of the evidence had been washed away. She was decomposing. The cause of death could not be determined because of this, because of the state that her body was in. Next, we'll talk about Jessica Kane. Jessica Kane was 17 years old. She was an ex- aspiring actress. She disappeared four months after Laura Smither. So she was last seen at the Bennigan's Restaurant near Baybrook Mall in Clear Lake, Texas. She was um, eating dinner with friends. Um, it was pretty late. It was around 1.30 in the morning. Um, so later, her father's truck, the one that she had been driving that night, was found abandoned. Along that same interstate, I forty five south, um, and uh, the article I read was written in two thousand twelve, and so they talked about how her body has like not yet been found, um, but her remains were found um, March eighteenth, twenty sixteen. Oh wow! So pretty recently. Next, we're going to talk about Laura Miller. Laura Miller, she loved music. She had lots of friends. She liked to laugh. She was 16 years old. She, last, she was last seen September 10th, 1984 after making a phone call from a convenience store in League City, Texas. So un, she was another um, quote-unquote runaway. Police treated her as a runaway. Um She wasn't found until 17 months later. She was, she had been murdered and found in one of the oil fields. So her father, which the article talks about a lot, her father named, his name is Tim Miller. And he seems like a, just like an amazing person. He was determined. He never gave up. He always went looking for for her. Once they found her, he would always return to that spot. There's like a big cross there where her body was found. Um, he started a rescue group called Texas, I want to say, ECU search, um, Texas ECU search. Um, he, with that group, he went to Aruba to search for Natalie Holloway. Mm. He went to Florida to search for little Kaylee Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, this group has helped search for missing people and they've, uh, had a pretty good success rate. They found many bodies, um, which is horrible, but also bittersweet. Mm-hmm. So, her death, uh, Laura Miller, is possibly related to the murder of Heidi Villareal Fi. And she was last seen a year before, October 10th, 1983. Um, she was last heard from at the same convenience store that Laura Miller made a call from. And her remains were found only 60 feet away from Laura's. Mm. So... February 2nd 1986 a year later another body was found in the same spot where Laura's was this person is still unidentified a Jane Doe and uh to this day she hasn't been identified um I think the Wikipedia page said she was um 25 so there are some possible suspects the possible suspect responsible for Laura and maybe the other girls that I read about as well. I talked about these girls specifically because these were the ones that the CBS article talked about, and also these were the ones that that kind of sparked the, the like, let's look at this area. Let's see what's mm-hmm. going on here. So, the possible suspect responsible for Laura and maybe the other girls came up in 1993. A retired NASA engineer named Robert Abel. So, he came into question, he leased a horse stable that was adjacent to the fields. Um, according to his former wives, he had a dark side, he was violent, he was abusive, he would beat beep, beep, uh, horses with a pipe. Uh, but the thing is, is that there was no connection ever found between Robert Abel and the murders. There was no physical evidence, there was no eyewitnesses, witnesses, they searched his property, there was nothing. The only thing was that he fit the FBI profile. That's about it. So he was never charged or anything. Um, In July of 2005, he drove an old golf cart in front of a train and died. It was ruled an accident despite rumors of suicide. And in the article, uh, Tim Miller talks and he talks about how he looked at Robert Abel and was like, that's the guy, that's him. And you know, he had been looking for his daughter for so long at this point. And um, he made Robert's life a living hell. Mm. And um, they said after he was like totally cleared that like they like he like apologized to him and they like hugged and cried and this and that and the other thing. And like after he died, Tim Miller was talking about how he like felt guilty and it was sad. Mm. So um, some suspects. This is straight from the Wikipedia page. So um,
0: fresh from Wikipedia. Straight
1: up from Wikipedia.
0: Lots of mine. Was from Wikipedia too. I didn't really see my sources, but yeah.
1: Yes. So, Ed, a dude named Edru- Edward Harold Bell. He was a convicted murderer, seventy-two years old in November two thousand eleven. He claimed in a nineteen ninety-eight letter to police that he had murdered eleven girls in Galveston County. But he, although like he, um, like he had been a suspect for a while. Um, there was no evidence no evidence to prosecute him so he was never prosecuted um, another man named William Lewis Reese he was he's a 58 year old and he's from Texas uh, he had also been named a suspect in um, four of the murders the ones that I talked about he was only char- no not the ones I talked about in four in four of the murders just in general he was charged with three, three of them he was charged with the murders of tiffany johnston 19 jessica kane 17 and laura smither 12 he's suspected but not charged in the death of kelly cox who was 20 and he's serving a 60-year sentence for kidnapping when he led police to the remains of kane and cox in 2015 Hmm.
0: so it seems like he clearly did at least some of the murders
1: some of them yeah so i'm just gonna do there's a whole list of the victims on here and i'm just gonna read some some names and circumstances because I believe it's all important. So Brenda Jones was 14. She was last seen July 1st in 1971. Was discovered um the next day in Galveston Bay, uh near Pelican Island. Colette Wilson was 13 from Alvin, Texas. She disappeared in 1971. June was found in, um, November uh November. She was dropped off by her uh band band director, her body was found five months later near the Attics Reservoir near the body of Gloria Gonzalez, which is another victim. Gloria Gonzalez was 19. She's from Houston. She was found um, three days before Colette um, was found and she had was last seen near her apartment um, in Houston and her severed remains were the ones that were found. Rhonda Johnson and Sharon Shaw, both of them were 14 from Webster, Texas. They disappeared on August in August of 1971 and they were both um walking along Seawall Boulevard Boulevard in Galveston um and both of their skeletal remains were found um in a marsh near Clear Lake Allison Craven was 12 um she had disappeared from their apartment near same interstate, I-45. They found partial remains early on and then the rest of her body was found three months later, 10 miles away from her home. Her home, Debbie Ackerman was 15. She's also from Galveston, disappeared in 1971, found two days later. Maria Johnson, 15, also from Galveston. Um, th- they were, I think they were together. Yes, Debbie Ackerman and uh Maria Johnson were together. They ex they were hitchhiking, accepted a ride near an ice ice cream shop. Um, her body was found bound and partially nude in Turner's bay- bayou, along with her friend Debbie. Um, Kimberly Pitchford, 16, from Houston, disappeared in 1973, found two days later. Suzanne Bowers was 12, Galveston, Texas, disappeared in May of 1977. She was found two years later in March of uh, 79. Her skeletal remains were found. Brooks Bracewell was 12 from Dickinson, Texas, disappeared in 74, found in 81. Um, Her remains were identified along with Georgia Greer um, in this in. In alvin texas ditch georgia greer was 14 and she disappeared the same day and was found the same day they were last seen together um at a convenience store and then like i talked about before i talked about heidi villarreal five she was 23 from league city texas um and she was the one whose remains were found um uh right by laura miller and uh, Heidi's remains were found in the 3,000 block of Calder Road after a dog brought her skull to a nearby house, Ooh. which is very, very haunting. Yeah, Shelley Sykes was 19. Um, she was also from Texas City. Uh, she, her car was found next the next day, stuck in mud, bloodstained, and abandoned on the side of the I-45. Her um, body has never been found, even though. Um, one of her convicted kidnapper, kidnappers, Gerald Peter Zwarst, drew them a map to where to find her. She was still never found. Hmm. Suzanne Renee Richardson was 22. Um, she was last seen um, at her job, other than witnesses hearing female screamings and a lone tune found in the parking lot she's never been seen or heard from again. Lynette Bibbs, she was only 14, from Houston, disappeared in February 1996, found two days later. Uh, Tamara Fisher was 15, also disappeared from Houston. Um, Her body was also found two two days later. So Lynette Bibbs and Tamara Fisher were uh, uh, together. They went to a a club and a 22-year-old male companion who claims to have dropped them off at a motel on Old Spanish Trail um, in Houston. And her body was found right next to Tamara's on the side of a dirt road near Cleveland, Texas. Um, and then we talked about Laura Smither and we talked about Jessica, Jessica Kane. Uh Tot Harriman, she's kind of an outlier. She was 57 and she simply went went missing along the route. Um, she was on a search for a new home and she was last seen driving um, near Highway uh, 35 and she or her car has never been found. Sarah Trusty, 23, from Algoa, Texas. Um... Disappeared in 2002. Um, she was last seen riding her bike. Her bike was found in the foyer of the Algoa Baptist Church. And her body was found in the Texas City. In Texas City by fishermen. Teresa Vanegas. 16 Dickinson, Texas. Disappeared in 2006. Um, found a um, a couple of days. Like three, three days later. Uh, she was found strangled and raped. Crystal Baker we talked about. Um, and then there are two Jane Doe's, the one who was discovered right by Laura Miller and in 1986. And then there was uh, another Jane Doe by the age of 31 who uh, was discovered in 1991 in the same spot, that 3,000 block of Calder Road. Um, and I guess a lot of you are thinking about the film, too. There's a film called The Texas Killing Fields. Um it was released in 2011 it's loosely based on the these stories of the missing girls mm.
0: um i'd never heard of it before me neither which is funny because it's like near where i grew up but yeah um but yeah we should watch that movie i guess too
1: chloe Grace moretz is in it
0: oh another chloe i love her yeah she is really good but so, uh yeah yeah
1: so that was it's a, pretty. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. It's just so it's another one. So it's just like so many names. You know. I know.
0: But um, no, I think it's really good to like just go through the victims and like give them their due of humanity and like. Yeah. You know, they were each a person. They each yeah. got killed, went disappeared. You know. So yeah, they each like deserve their time. Yeah. I love that.
1: Um. Do you have any weird shit in the news? Weird shit in the news? Weird 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 shit in the news?
0: news? Weird shit. In the
1: news? Weird shit in the news. Weird. Weird shit. It's weird. In the news. Oh, get a little weird weird, with it. Weird shit in the news. Weird shit. Like poop. Shit. You go first.
0: I'll take my shit first. So, my story is uh, kind of a sciencey weird shit in the news to match my theme this week. And it's from Newsweek. And the headline is, Weird crystal-studded meteorite is completely different to any other found on Earth.
1: Ooh. The
0: space rock hails from the explosive dawn of the solar system. Whoa. And it's by Katherine Hignett. Thank you for sounding interested and amazed.
1: Well, you said it was... They've never seen anything like it. That's true. Which is weird.
0: It is weird. Um, And the uh, sort of lead here is... Scientists say a weird baseball-sized space rock... Studded with green crystals... Is completely different... From any other known meteorite on Earth. So it may be as much as 4.6 billion years old... um, Which would definitely make it... Super old. And also from like... When our solar system was like just forming... Right... And, yeah, it's, like, covered in these, like, green, like, crystals. It's, like, pretty weird. It's, like, the kind of thing you would, you would like, think about it as a weird rock. Um, that
1: is weird looking. Yeah.
0: It it looks like something out of, like, Star Trek or something. Maybe that's just because I'm kind of a Trekkie, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but scientists say it's, like, very unusual.
1: How much it worth?
0: Um, it's, it's not, doesn't really have a particular value um because it's it's kind of like a priceless object that only scientists <laughs> can get to possess. Um but um yeah, it's it's like uh, pretty weird. Pretty. It's a pretty uh, pretty uh, pretty weird.
1: Okay, so I guess I'll read part of that article. Um so the title is fecal explosion covers three um northwest houston homes in poop huh but that's not what it is basically um it was just like raw sewage that flowed that just overf- overflowed three homes oh um which is nasty and disgusting but it's not, not it's yeah. not a fecal explosion
0: right that's um, what i was
1: hoping for it's
0: not that weird uh, thanks, Houston Chronicle, for writing sensationalist headlines that let it get us to click
1: on your fucking story. A lot of Texas going on today.
0: I love it. Well, I don't love murder, but you know what I mean.
1: So I have a real one, and okay. I think it's so funny. Cool. So this is from CTV News, um, and the title is, quote, I was annoyed. Woman, 95, shoes black bear out of kitchen twice in one day. So we got this uh, badass woman named... Anna Stady. She was, watch- she was chilling, watching some TV. And she was greeted with the sight of a black bear rummaging around her kitchen. I was annoyed. She told CTV Vancouver Island. I told him to go. And then he just went about halfway to the backyard. And I said, no, go home. And the bear left.
0: Wow. And
1: then later, it came back. And she discovered the animal you know, snooping around in her cupboards, destroying her sugar bin. He made a regular mess, she recounted. I was really annoyed with him, and I told him to go. He looked at me, then he grabbed something. I don't know what it was, and he ran out. Wow. Stady said she wasn't afraid of the bear because she's been around them her entire life and has never been attacked. Wow.
0: I have heard that black bears are pretty docile, um, pretty skittish. Uh, of course, if that were a grizzly bear or, or like another kind of bear... Probably wouldn't have been good, so don't try it at home. Unless you're, like, in your 90s, because then who fucking cares, right? It's all gravy at this point.
1: Yeah, she was pretty... She was so chill.
0: I mean, if you're a nonagenarian, like, do you really... Are you really afraid of anything at that point? How many fucks
1: do you give?
0: Zero. My
1: mom is getting up there. Not She's not 95, but she's, like, at a point where she, like, doesn't give a fuck.
0: Right, exactly. Because, like, what's anyone going to do to you?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Like... What? Really? <laughs> like what could they do?
1: But uh she says she hopes that they never find him because, "Quote, I hope they don't catch him because they say if they do they'll have to kill him," she explained. "Quote, he was a he was a beautiful black bear, nice and chubby."
0: <laughs> you know, in the end, I think I liked him. We kind of became friends. <laughs> so, that's pretty cool. Uh nice. 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 That's key. So, yeah, thanks uh so much for listening, you guys. Um you know, we love it when you listen and um, Yeah,
1: thanks for listening, y'all. You know, to our bullshit. Oh my god. Thanks
0: for hanging out with us and like listening to us bullshit about mysteries. And uh I would thank anyone who also gave us money on Patreon, so do that and then I'll thank you. <laughs> seriously like i don't think one dollar is too much to to ask for like you know we put in a serious amount of bullshitty research on this sometimes even less you know more than bullshitty research
1: yeah guys
0: i mean come on
1: sometimes i read a whole article sometimes i
0: I listen to a whole audiobook
1: sometimes i watch an entire two-hour documentary
0: that is true so, you know, we'll we'll work for, like, <laughs> 20 cents an hour. It's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, but we will give you a shout-out if you give us $1. Uh, you will get all of our weird news extras if you give us $5. Just go to com slash mystery murdery thingy. Yeah. Uh, hey, send us an email, too. We That'd be cool. We have a be lot cool. of fun. Um, yeah, those are, like, even looser and more just like you're fucking hanging out if with us. If you've
1: got a mystery you want us to cover...
0: Email us at mysterymurderythingy at com, Or if you just want to give us some feedback. Follow
1: us on Instagram. Right. Mysterymurderythingy, all lowercase.
0: And if we ever make a Twitter page.
1: Follow us on Twitter.
0: Whenever we do that.
1: It'll be, it'll get done.
0: Whenever that, whatever that'll be. Twitter that is just
1: like a whole other thing to tackle. That's a stupid excuse, but.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're like building this up. We've been doing it for like, what, almost seven months now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're like building it up. Um, and, uh, we just were like, want to keep making it better and keep having fun. Cause like, why the fuck not? Like when I got this new job, Chloe was like, so are we still going to keep doing the podcast? And I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to still keep doing the podcast. I don't give a shit what we have to do. Like, I ain't giving up the mysteries because you know what? We're team mystery
1: team mystery murdery thingy
0: yeah that's a little long but sure okay um so yeah we could probably be done at this point
1: (laughs) okay bye
0: thanks y'all uh bye. bye